Listener Production. Snuggle up with 20 minutes of the fur balls coughed up by two of the cutest little kittens wrestling their way across the on demand ecosphere. Aww. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, hope you're having a good week no matter what you're up to. We are getting closer and closer to Christmas, and something we could do as a little occasion, potentially with the family, is something I did this week and uh, pop on. The brand new Stan Christmas movie, A Christmas Ransom. What? You watched it? Yeah. Oh, good on you. I watched A Christmas Ransom to see my boy Matt O'Kine uh, uh, treading the boards. What do, you, what do you tread in a movie? I don't know, but it was all in a toy store. It was actually an old Paul's Warehouse um, <laughs> on Parramatta Road in Homebush. Well, we uh, decked it out. With the incredible Miranda Tapsell and uh, saw all sorts of hijinks. It's a lot of fun. Do you know what? I'm really genuinely quite shocked about how many people have been watching it. Um, have they been I messaging mean, you? Oh, people on the street being like, I just watched your film, just watched your movie. Uh, so thank you very much. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. This is not Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> all right? <laughs> if you're going into this movie thinking, am I about to watch the next Schindler's List? Forget it, okay? It's not quite that sort of caliber of film. But it's bloody fun, and mm. I appreciate everyone, and especially all the kids who have been watching it as well, saying, that's my favorite movie of the year. Absolutely wow. loved it. They've watched it multiple times. Shout out to Sam Cav who got in touch with us. His little guy said, oh, best movie ever. Hope there's a sequel. Are you going to do an Easter one? Like an Egg Thieves or something like that? Nah. I, you know, I really just, you, you start wanting to do films where you can like lie down a lot. So I'm like, it'd be really great if my character was unwell for most of it <laughs> and just had to lie in a bed for a long time. Like I'd really like that. So that's the okay, sort of I'll angle try, that I'm going to I'll try to and write my... something for you, mate. I'll get. I'll yeah. write a write a script for you of uh, um, someone who's been in a coma for eighty years or something. Then I, then I can play that character. Yeah, maybe I could, I could call it liar liar or something like that. And then, <laughs> oh, damn it, that's taken. Damn it. Anyway, um, but I wanted to say congrats on the film, mate. Very, oh, very thanks, well mate. Thank you for watching it. Every view counts, and I'm sure that Stan will not like me to say yeah. this, but even if you're not watching it, just put it on in the background. <laughs> Thank you very much. The only thing I'd say, mate, this is another, the second thing you've done with Stan, I didn't even get an audition for anything, all right? I didn't Next have time, to say in this, I barely got an audition, okay? I'm, oh, that's right. Someone else well, get, was... get your sister to get me an audition, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, look, enjoy today's episode. We've got a packed one. I'm going to be blowing your mind leading up to Christmas with a non-Christmas fact. So I should have, I really missed the boat there on that opportunity, but it's still a mind-blowing fact nonetheless. And as well as that, it's a huge day. Producer Bronze calendar comes through with the goods once again. Let's get stuck in. It's all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. It was a very big Thursday today on all day breakfast, but also around the world. So we explain a little bit further. Let's bring in producer Bron. G'day, Bron. Hello. Now you've got basically, obviously, mine and Matt's birthday in your calendar. Of you. Um, you got your wedding anniversary in there. Mm-hmm. And you've also got every special day in the year that pops up in your calendar. I do. <laughs> which is good because I don't do that in my calendar. Sometimes I think I've got something on. I'm like, oh my God, if, what have I got on Thursday? And it, or I open it up and it says Hobart Regatta. I'm like, well, come on, why are you putting that in my calendar? So do you have this pop up in your calendar, Bron? I thought you just Googled every day, like what, you know, it's national day. I do a quick Google every day, just seeing what's around, what's happening. What? We and don't bring enough content. You, you have to. You are the best. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 
Often when we're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Bron will be like, uh, it's also a National Porcupine Appreciation Handshake Day. And we'll be like, yes! Thank you, Bron. The pork. Now, um, Bron, it's not porcupines today, but no. what, what are we celebrating on this fine Thursday? It's Mathematics Day. World Mathem... World International. No, just Mathematics Day. International Mathematics Day. Oh. We'll celebrate again on March 14th. But Mathematics Day, just not in the world, not there's not international. It's just December 22nd. There you okay, go. there we go. Math, ma- or as some would say, Mathematics. Some would say that. Were you a bit of a, a maths wizard back in the day, Matt? Absolutely not. I think I said, I think I told Sarah the other day not to waste your time with subjects that you, you think you want to do. I thought I had to do maths B because that was what smart kids did. Mm. Damn near almost failed it. Have never used, I couldn't remember a single thing from it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I would not be able to tell you a single thing that I learned in those two years of maths B. Well, how do you get the gradient of something? I have no idea. I Rise remember over like runs, cos, baby. I remember cos, cos, tan, and sin, and then I remember plus, minus. I can barely remember how to do long division. What an absolute waste of two years of my time. Well, there is one thing that I hope that you do remember because we're about to do it right now to celebrate Maths Day. What are we doing, Bron? Doing a... Oh, oh there's, a, there's a thing. La, la, la. I love to count. Can I count on you? Can I use your finger for a second? Mathematics, 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 mathematics. Oh, my God. Did you just create this <laughs> intro just for this segment? That's a good tongue twister. If you ever want to get a new one, but we're talking tongue twisters, mathematics, 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 mathematics. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Mm, yeah, so get on board. But we're going to do that now. Bron, it's as simple as bringing back one of the biggest competitions. You know, Australia's favourite game is Drop and Dat Coin. We're yet to be able to get that into primary schools just yet. You know, the education board, not totally on board with it. But something they do do a lot. Times tables races. And so right now, Bron is going to be the quiz master. And Matt, we've got to as quickly as possible um, shout out the answer. We'll see, okay, hit see me. who wins. Now, I haven't done this for smartest? a long time. I used to be I used to be in the, yeah, I used to be a gun at the times tables. We only said 15s. Oh, um, my God. Which was great. Okay, but... well, I, I'm not. So let's just let's just watch me lose um, ungraciously because I, I hate losing. So let's go. Well, you're good at everything, Matt, so I'm sure you'll be able to beat me. Here we go. All right. Nine times six. 54. 54. That was Alex, yes. Oh, I'm, I'm a bit delayed here. I'm in a different <laughs> studio. All right. We'll allow All right, for the go delay. On. Seven times 12. 84. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> 10 times 11. 110. Uh, 110. These are all Alex. All right. How long are we going for? <laughs> he's sooner than me. He's got, we've got a delay. <sighs> Go again, Rob. All right. Five times four. 20. 20. <laughs> I don't think the delay is that bad. <laughs> it is. The delay is that bad. I got it. I literally, I, I say it at exactly the same time as Alex. <laughs> Right. Do you know, okay, you want to know real mathematics? If we want to, we want to use real yep, mathematics, let's do it. how about you figure out how long this delay is and f- figure out what my <laughs> handicap is in this bloody game, okay? Go on, call the tech company. Find out how many microseconds it takes for your audio to get to me. Then we'll see who's smart. Well, I did do physics, so I don't know about that. Um, two more, Bron. All right, how do I think of a number? <laughs> what? You don't even have it written down. You're just thinking. <laughs> I'm written down. We've burned through them all. All right. Six times six. 
36. 36. 736. 777. 49. 49. 49. <laughs> I said 45. Okay, look, I no, got that 49. one wrong. It's 49. 7, I, 7, 49. I, I said 45, then 49. I'll concede I got that one wrong. All right. Okay. Well, other than that, I think with the delay, Matt wins six to one. So congratulations, Matt E. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That was some very good counting, Alex Dyson. I appreciate yeah, that. Not a worry. And uh, congratulations to everyone celebrating Math Day today. Go out and measure the hypotenuse. Find the derivative of X. Just go and get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> Commit some sin. I think it's technically signed, mate. Whatever. Whatever. Buy cos letters. Buy some cos letters. (laughs) (laughs) While while getting a tan and committing a sin. (laughs) Happy Maths Day. Well, Alex Dyson, it is time for me to blow your dome. Mind blown. That's right. I'm here and I've got my Encyclopedia Britannica, which I won on the set of Wheel of Fortune in 1995. (laughs) I'm going to flick it open to, uh, I'm going to get the the B volume out, volume B, and uh, I'm going to look up, no, P, sorry. I'm going to look up plants. (laughs) Looking up plants. That's good. Bring back the encyclopedias. Man, Encarta was great. I used to love playing the trivia, like Mind Maze. You'd ask a question, you've got to find your way out of the maze. Oh, my God. I loved Encarta. Honestly, kids these days, they got the whole, every single TV show at their fingertips. Mate, hand them a CD-ROM of Encarta 95 yep. and get them just filling their time with whatever. Cra- I used to listen to all the national anthems of all the countries. <laughs> Look at all the flags and recreate them in Microsoft Paint. I mean, kids these days don't know how to entertain themselves. Oh, it's I want this and I want that. Anyways. <laughs> get, get a paint bucket and make some flags, you bloody youngins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, look, I, did, I was pretty impressed to see these tiny little, this microscopic footage of uh, leaves opening and closing their, their stomata which are the tiny little openings that are commonly known as their mouths to uh, essentially breathe. The plants have the mouths. Carbon, yeah, to direct their breathing of carbon dioxide. So they're like kind of like these tiny little little things just opening and closing. So they're they bring in the, the dioxide yeah, because exactly. they put out then, oxygen, yeah. Exactly. So it was, it was pretty, you know, it's pretty interesting when you see it really up close. It does actually look like some little lips. And some puffy little cheeks. And this isn't, we're not talking just a, a Venus flytrap here, like, which oh, no. has a very discernible toothed mouth. No, no, we're talking about, we're, we're talking real up close to some, uh, some serious leaf. Um, anyways, <laughs> that's not the, um, the fact. The fact, so the, the, the fact got, isn't leaf lips. The fact is, no, no, leaf lips sink <laughs> plants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, anyways, uh, the, the the fact that I'm about to tell you is the one that you told me, and that is, okay. So the scent of rain, which is called petrichor, okay, like has when two... there's new rain on the concrete or the grass, yeah. and you go, oh, that's a nice smell. Sure. Okay, it has two chemical names and origins. Okay, this is according to uh, Prima Elderma, right? Dot com and other mm. sites. Not ozone, ozone and geosmin, uh, which has the element C12H22O. 
Okay. Now, I'm getting somewhere with this. Humans can sense the smell of rain at five parts per trillion. Right. Right? right? Okay. Whereas sharks can smell blood at only one part per million. Right? So, that means that humans are 200,000 times more sensitive to the smelling of rain than sharks are at the smelling of blood. 200,000 times. We can smell <laughs> rain 200,000 times better than sharks can smell blood. And tell you what, don't the bloody sharks make a hoo-ha about that blood. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Next time you see one, just go, stay in your lane, mate. I can smell bloody a sprinkle better than you can smell this wound. <laughs> That's it. They've been getting a little bit too big for their britches, <laughs> their beaches, the old sharks, oh haven't God. they? Okay, I'll tell you what, Jaws, how about Steven Spielberg make a movie called Paws? Paws down rain. <laughs> Some killer rain smeller who, I don't know, attacks Clouds or something. Anyways, no, just call it know. nostrils. It's about a <laughs> the person with the biggest nostrils in the world that can smell rain across the other side of the globe. Well, it is a it is a remarkable fact if that website is reputable. But um, we also like getting your own facts, so please feel free to give you give us a little voice message. Matt's.and.alex. Send it through so we can continue to blow minds. Uh, this week's fact comes from listener Jazz. All right, fellas, mind blowing fact that my fiance just told me. We're deep into our wedding planning, and she told me that bridesmaids used to wear white, the same as the bride, to act as decoys. This was to protect the bride from thieves who potentially would try to steal the bride for themselves, which was called marriage by capture. Upon more research, I found that they also believe that the Romans um, thought that Satan and other demons tried to sabotage happy events, so there needed to be other men and women present to confuse him who was actually getting married. That's why brides, maids and groomsmen often dress similarly to the bride and the groom, so to serve as a decoy as well. Safe to say my partner will be spitting chips if any bridesmaids or women at our wedding wear white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh or get gosh. captured. Which right. be I mean, good. it's just, it's as if weddings weren't expensive enough. Now you've got to deal with getting <laughs> captured. Are you kidding me? Just go on a nicer honeymoon. Jeepers <laughs> creepers. Yeah, goodness. Well, that is mind blowing, Jazz. Mind blown. It's true as well. I just had a little Google myself and, uh, yep, yeah, it seems to be. According to WeddingIdeasMag.com, that uh, that is traditionally why brides, <laughs> bridesmaids wear white. And you can't argue with WeddingIdeasMag.com. Well, only the most, you know, Matt Nellix do our research from only the most <laughs> reputable sources and all the rest get thrown back in the ocean to be devoured by sharks. Well, it's been a wild and wet year in Australia. La Nina doing the dirty work for a lot of it. Some of it pretty catastrophic, other times just dreary. But Matt O'Kine, summer is finally upon us. <sighs> and every year, it seems, there is a hot new bev in which to partake. Yeah, we've talked about this, haven't we? I mean, remember when Aperol spritzes? Yeah. 
were all the rage. I remember Hot Euro Summer about 2017, 2018. Yep. I was in Venice just absolutely ripping through Aperol spritzes like they were the sealed section of a Cosmo. I was doing the, yeah, the Balkans tour on bus about with a, this guy, Matty, and we'd, we'd look at our wrist, just our bare wrist and go, that'd be the sign. It's spritz o'clock. Spritz o'clock. <laughs> Absolutely. Espresso martini. Know, where do you think the person, the marketing person from, from the spritz joint would be right now? Oh, probably in the Greek islands somewhere, enjoying one of their own products. On a golden throne, just like, they would be getting any job they want if they, they did that. But it comes and goes, you know, suddenly everyone's over spritz and then why not have a little seltzer? What's a seltzer? Nobody knows. It's relatively <laughs> They really bland. popped up though. They blew up, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah. Not that much sugar. So let's get amongst it. Now they're on tap. They are what cider used to be. Remember when cider had its turn? You know what I had literally yesterday? What? A cider and soda. <laughs> Where it's less sugar than a full-blown cider. It's less sweet, but it's like... Less alcoholic. Yeah. And it's, it's just a watered-down cider. It was a watered-down cider, yeah. That doesn't sound too bad. I mean, add the, add the ice as well, then you've got a really watered-down <laughs> beverage. That sounds like That's sparkling it. water... With a splash of cider, honestly. You make your own at home, exactly. I mean, I've got I've got a fridge now, Alex Dyson. This is this is a little personal What were you using before? <laughs> this is just just my cold heart. <laughs> just, that's where I kept all my food and bev in the, my chest cavity. Yeah. Next to my eternally cold, <laughs> beatless heart. Um you know, when you get a little, I've, I've had a couple of little wins in my life, you yeah. know, when you just hit those moments, those milestones. One was when I bought my little, my little Mazzy three with the sunroof. Okay. Now and it's not a flash car. Don't get me wrong. It gets the job done though. Sturdy, reliable, mm. fuel economic. And also. Oh, that's, that's what they say. Has a little, uh, it's not the size of the car, mate. Mm. <laughs> Oh, you say like the rev in the engine. <laughs> it has a sunroof. And I remember thinking, you know what, Matt? You've done it, mate. When you were a kid, <laughs> you used to think that having a sunroof was the epitome of glamour. Oh, look at this. Now you've got a sunroof style. and a fridge. I mean, you are. No, but the fridge has a water and ice machine in it. Oh, okay. Now you know what talking. I'm talking about. I remember when I went over to a friend's house, Peter, I remember it. I remember it like yesterday. And Peter, Peter used to have a fridge with the ice machine on it. And I used to just think, if I ever end up with one of these, I I am rich. Yeah. Is it a plumbed in one? Because I know one you've got to like refill from oh, the Oh, look, tap. I do have to refill it and I'm annoyed. <laughs> no, do you know what? We've got the plumbing. It's the people who have been living in this house while we've been down in Sydney who bought a plumbed one. I was like, you, what are you thinking? We've got plumbing, you fools. So anyways, you might need to do a swap, swap a route. But anyway, don't take away from my, my little win. Yeah. Well, we, we're sort of deviating from what we think is, is the drink of the summer. Now, Bron, uh, producer Bron, you've been all over this. You've, mm -hmm. you've been keeping tabs and, and sampling all of the hot new items. What, what can you officially say is your recommendation for this year's drink of the summer? I've got a few. I think I feel like there's been some that have been on the sidelines the last few years that are kind of ready for their glory. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, what you think they're coming back? Because I mean, what there was the Jaeger bomb for a while. That was that was red hot for a while. There was the fireball. 
Mm-hmm. They were those shots were good. The espresso martini had its turn. Well, I know a lot of summers for me growing up were spent at music festivals, and the drink of the summer is the cheapest, dirtiest vodka you can find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with, uh, with, uh, with energy raspberry, drink. <laughs> no, with raspberry um, fizzy drink that you put in a, like an old sports drink bottle, mm-hmm. like a Powerade or so something. So, what are you thinking with this one, Bron? Not quite that. Um, I uh, reckon. Don't knock it till you try it, Bron. I reckon <laughs> either Negronis. People yeah, have been ordering Negronis. Been around. Yeah. But Negronis are the, are the drink of the winter. People have been sucking them back all winter, I, f- yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel like they, they are. I mean, and they're good. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm enjoying a martini or two as well. But, uh, yeah, the summer drink. What are you thinking, Brian? So another one that's also been ready for its time to shine. It's been kind of the a little, you know, not quite there yet, but a spicy marg is also... Oh, Doing the rounds. Hello. I love a spicy mug. And you're right, it has been popping up on a few more menus at the moment, hasn't it? It ha- And now a Moscow Mule has been my favourite for a while. That's just a personal favourite. But the actual drink of the summer. I've been seeing people renaming it because of, you know, oh, yeah. Russian aggression. They're like, we don't want to oh. bloody give these people, you know, put their label on a, a delicious drink. So I've seen what are, like, what are they calling it now? What was it? It was like a Glasgow Mule. The yeah. Marimbula Mule. Yeah. Let's make it local. Yeah, why not? Melbourne Mule. Malakuta Mule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Mez- Warnambool Mule. <laughs> nice. I feel like Mezcals are also... Yeah, I feel that's an untapped thing. It's 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 a bit like tequila, isn't it? It's kind of like tequila. I had one that was a Mezcal Sour. Now, they're both two hot things, Sours mm. and Mezcal. Merge them together, that could be the 2023. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Producer Bron giving you the good word. Put it on the menu at Comedy Republic, Alex. (laughs) What about this that you sent us here, the Dirty Shirley? What's that about? Yeah, so a lot of American, America's already had their summer this year. So a lot of American publications have said that the Dirty Shirley was officially the summer drink of 2022 for America, which is like Uh. a, a take on... The Shirley Temple. Well, Matt, given I own a bar as well, down at Comedy Republic, I asked our incredible bar manager, Luke, what he thought was going to be the drink of the summer. He mentioned the Sabagliato Negroni meme. Mm. Brian, are you across uh, that? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know the meme. What's what's mean? I am a meme lord, but what's what going on it with from it? again, Bron? Um, someone was doing an interview. with The girl from House of the Dragon. That's yeah. right. What's your drink of choice? A Negroni. I was going to say the same thing. Bagliato. With Prosecco in it. Mm. But he's saying non-alcoholic beers are having a bit of a moment at the moment. There's sort of Uh, a wider range. There's more options. So for uh, people having a a wet, dry summer, I could be on board with that. But he says he's also glad that kombucha cocktails never took off. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think people were trying to make that happen, but not yet for that, um, that digestive stuff. Hey, that's the end of another episode of Matt and Alex. We will see you again tomorrow. And remember, if you'd like to get in touch, we've got an Instagram, matt.and.alex, or hit us up on the website, mattandalex.com.au. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. <laughs> <laughs>